Welcome to the High Rankings Podcast, brought to you by Dispensary Growth, the preeminent SEO agency for dispensary. Each episode will dive into the world of search engine optimization for cannabis dispensary. We'll discuss the latest strategies and tactics to help your dispensary rank higher on search engines and attract more patients and customers. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, join us as we explore how to maximize your online presence and stay ahead of the competition in the rapidly growing cannabis industry. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another fantastic episode of the High Rankings Podcast, episode number 32, if you can believe it. It's a lot. It's a lot of talking. It's a lot of hearing my own voice and more annoyingly of hearing your voice. You're so nice when you're gone. Our dear listeners will have not noticed my absence because we did not miss an episode. See, because we love you that much, listeners, that we pre-prepared. So there was no gap. No gap. So what, what were you gone from? What were you doing? Gone from Florida, from my whole life in Florida, from husband and children and dogs and cats. I was gone. Thanks. And I, thanks. And I got myself on a plane and I flew to beautiful Tennessee, where we were all anticipating it being colder than it actually was which was disappointing because I took like four hoodies and really didn't need to. And we rented an Airbnb, which was this gorgeous house. This house was so nice. And our neighbors were donkeys, which was fantastic. Yes. I sent you a video. Yeah, I did. We got to pet the donkeys. How the many only, were there? Oh, a lot. Like, I don't know, more, 20, maybe more. Whoa. I'm not sure. Because they wandered off. So they wherever they were, they had quite free range. So we didn't see them all the time. And then they'd kind of wander down. So there could have been more than that. The only downside was the first morning I woke up. So Tuesday morning, I woke up because they were braying. I think that's the name of the noise that donkeys make loudly at like 6 a.m. They had things that they needed to say mm. that early. And I thought to myself, if this is how this is going to go, this is unfortunate. But it was only that one morning and yeah, and it was fine, but it was beautiful. We had a great time. I did because I don't drink. I'm not sure if our listeners know, but I don't drink migraines. And we went into Gatlinburg a day. I don't remember the day and did some tasting of moonshine and wine. And I will say this, first of all, I don't really drink. Second of all, sort of side note, I've lost 50 pounds this year. So obviously that's changed a lot of my drinking capability, which I didn't think about until my friend Katie pointed it out because she's also lost some weight this year, quite a chunk. So yeah, but moonshine hits you hard. Yeah, I was going to say moonshine and wine. I mean, that'll get you bundled pretty quick, wouldn't it? Oh, I was bundled after the second moonshine situation. That was before the wine. Yeah, so I think it was a combination of I don't drink. I couldn't tell you the last time I had alcohol, honestly. So that losing 50 pounds, high altitude, and it being moonshine. Ah, uh, yeah. I think combo of everything kicked Did you get my blacked out. No, I didn't. But I was, I was texting, <laughs> not texting. I was voice messaging. Were you texting old boyfriends? You no. fucking weirdo. I think I have their numbers. I was voice messaging Kelly, 
you know Kelly. I can name drop Kelly in here because she won't care. Kelly and I have been best friends for a very long time and she has seen me in every which state and vice versa. And I was voice messaging her and I think she was proud of me. I don't like, I genuinely think she like was proud because I just don't get drunk. I don't drink. And the little bitch said that she had saved my voice messages. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Were you like grayed out? Like, do you remember? Oh, no, no. I was was wobbly on my feet for sure. And I kept getting hot and then cold and hot and cold. But the thing is, is that as quickly as it hits you, moonshine, it leaves quite quickly also. So I think I did two, no, three moonshine tastings, which they vary on the amount of moonshine you get to taste. But also if there's flavors that you don't like, you're going to skip them. So me, I don't like cinnamon. So I skipped anything with cinnamon in it. And then I did two wine tastings. But the last wine tasting we place we went to, it was so sweet, so sweet. I tapped out because like I like sweet wine. Like I, I like Moscato, but this stuff was like diabetes sweet. It was it was mm. bad. So yeah, so I did. Yeah, I definitely it hit real hard. And so my my friend who also had lost the weight this year had also had a baby recently. So she hadn't been drinking in a while. So it hit her too. But she wisely stopped drinking when I did not. So yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, we just did we did a lot of fun things. We we went for walks and some of our friends brought their dogs up. So we got to hang out with them and had some really nice dinners and it was just really nice. And then I came home on Friday and I have felt like doggy doo-doo ever since I got home. Why? I don't know. I've just been like super, super, super like exhausted. Like exhausted. Last night I put myself to bed at like six o'clock and I kind of slept for a bit and then woke up and slept for a bit and then woke up with a raging migraine. So took some medicine and went back to sleep. So I don't know. And I have like a super busy week this week because I have some friends coming into town this weekend that I'll be hanging out with on Friday during the day and Friday night. And then Saturday evening, it's my aunts, I guess. They would have adopted me as their child had they could. But my aunts, basically, one of their birthdays, we have a birthday dinner with them. So there's a whole lot going on this week, which normally I don't do anything. How many podcasts have we sat on and I've been like, I've not got any news for you because I haven't done anything. Yeah, we, we usually like skip that part of the podcast. I know. So yeah, so it's just a super busy week this week. I just have a lot going on and like not very much time. So I'm feeling I'm feeling a lot better now, thankfully. But yeah. So on a scale of like one to like a true crime documentary, how much did you miss me? Like, uh, I knew you were going to ask me that. Like zero, like not even. That's not true because you were texting me. Well, I was texting you when you sent me pictures of the dogs because those were badass dogs. Yeah, they are amazingly, they're beautiful and they are amazing. And one of them is a literal crackhead. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yes, but they are beautiful. But you were texting me outside of that. Don't even lie. Mm, was it work really? No, it wasn't work. Oh. I did. I got a little bundled up one. So we went to the abs opener, which is pretty cool. It's a fast team. That's a very, very, they fit in very well to the new NHL of like transition, puck control, speed. That's a very, that's a fun team to watch. But we went to, I don't think I texted you that night. Okay. So anyway, we went to the abs opener, me and a buddy, and then we ran into like a bunch of other guys. It's like, the home opener for the abs the first home game before thanksgiving yeah and then like the first playoff game like everybody in the hockey community goes to so we're 
like I haven't played hockey in probably five, six months, which is a very long time for me. We ran into a bunch of buddies that night. And of course, like one of them has a suite and they're like, Hey, like what kind of tequila do you like? And I got a little, somebody overserved me that night. Oh, so, so no accountability on your end. So it was good to see a, a bunch of buddies. I, I hadn't seen in a while from hockey. So we, I wanted to go, I texted a buddy because Chicago was in town. Chicago is the worst team in the league last year. So if you, if you're the worst team, you usually get the first draft pick. Yes. And they picked this kid. I say kid, he's 18, this child, and he's nasty. And I wanted to see him play. And he, he looks like a child, like can't shave. Like this little wiener kid is on the ice. It's like five foot five, I think. He's, I'm being dramatic. He was nasty. He was so good. He's just a slippery little fucker. So that was pretty cool to see. We, were, we had good seats. We were, I think, six, seven rows back. Oh, dang, that's close. Yeah, behind the behind the net that Chicago attacked twice because we wanted to see this kid play. His name is Connor Bedard. He's supposed to be like the next Gretzky, you know, like the next generational player. So that was pretty cool. And then I had actually had an early meeting the next morning. So the subsequent Friday, the next morning, I had a, an early meeting. So I, I got out of there. When I went to the bathroom at this bar that we went to afterwards, me and a buddy, there were two broadcasters. So the guys that called the game on the national telecast mm-hmm. were at the bar. There was really nobody. There's like four other tables at this bar and they were just sitting there chilling. So I told my buddy, he's like, hey, dude, go have a beer with those guys. And he, he's like, what? He's, he was kind of hammered. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we know some of the guys that they know because we have ex-NHLers that play in our skate. So like a mm-hmm. friend of a friend kind of thing. So we wouldn't really look, we wouldn't really be pigeons because like we play hockey with ex-pros and they were ex-pros themselves. So we could kind of like mingle in, but I, I don't know. It'd be kind of weird. You know, it's two dudes talking to two, like it, it was just kind of strange. Like, I don't think he did it. I feel like he would have told me or at least sent me a picture, but I had to go. But when I came back from the bathroom, to pay the tab, that's when I walked by and I was like, oh wow, those are the broadcasters from the hockey team or from the hockey game. Like that, that's pretty cool. But it was good. It was, it was fun to see the abs. There's and fast players on that team. Yeah, just getting out on the bike. Shoulder feels so much better. Oh my God, so much better. And yeah, just enjoying not waking up to bullshit texts at fucking 6 a.m. or whatever time. It was so nice. You text uh, me when I'm, you act like you're all like, I don't want to hear from you, but you text me. <laughs> like you text me randomly on days when I'm not even having anything to do with you and I get. I, where was I? I was walking along somewhere. Oh, and I sent you the picture with the big Ferris wheel in the background. Mm. So my friends were like, did you just flip? Did you just take a picture of you flipping something off? <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, I don't know why. I don't know how this started. I don't, we are so childish, pathetic, and immature, but every few days one of us will send the other one a picture of our middle finger sometimes it's just in our car sometimes it's <laughs> him sometimes it could be anywhere and i was out with my friends in tennessee and charlie had sent me a flip picture so i had to obviously reciprocate and they were like did you just flip off the ferris wheel like what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> i'm like mm, no <laughs> it was at dinner like a couple nights ago and Oh, so one of my, uh, this is why it came up. I was showing my friend uh, some pictures from the Avs game and my buddy actually made it on the Jumbotron. Oh, nice. Which is like so random. And he's like, yeah, take notes. 
this kid's name again, Connor Bedard. He's like, take notes, Bedard. That's how you'd be a superstar. Follow McKinnon. And, and the guy's like, okay, we're done there. He was hammered. I don't even know how he made it on there, but he somehow made it on there, which is funny. So I, te- so I took a picture of it and I showed, I showed her. And then like, you know, when you're done showing a picture, you kind of like swipe off of it. Yeah. And so it was like, there's like a bunch of pictures of middle fingers. And she goes, why do you have so many pictures of your middle finger on there? <laughs> I kind of laughed. I was like, Because uh, we're childish. That's why. Yeah, because Kaz Potts is a child. That's why. I actually don't think I started so. it. Anyways. So yeah, what are we getting down into today? What's uh... so today it's one of those topics where I'm going to say I don't know much about it. Because you always say that. Technical. I know. And you're going to say, no, you know more than you think. And by the end of the episode, I'll be like, you know what? I actually did know more than I thought I did. So today we're going to be talking about migrating your dispensary website and how to avoid the pitfalls that can come with that. So that's why I say like, oh, it's a lot more technical because there's a lot of what I call like real back end, like neck beardy, geeky tech stuff that I don't really get myself involved in. But I think by the end of the episode, I'll I'll have surprised myself, I'm sure. So that's what we're talking about today, dodging the pitfalls in migrating your dispensary website. When would a dispensary migrate their website? Like what, what scenario? I would say like if you decide that you want to completely redesign it would be one reason. Or yeah. when you originally created your website, you didn't follow the basic like website structures. So you didn't put silos in place. All of your URLs are all over the place and you just really need to completely tidy it up again. Then that might be a good idea to migrate rather than trying to go through and fix it that way. Sometimes it's easier to just not start all over again in terms of actual content, but start all over again in terms of like the actual structure of your website like the wireframe and all of your URLs and those kind of things. So that might be one or say you own a dispensary, but you've just bought a couple of other dispensaries or you've bought another dispensary that's now going to come under your name. You might want to, you know, do something with that. So those would be the reasons I could think of. Yeah, those are pretty good. And and I think the most common is you just want a more modern, professional looking website to send the right message to your customers which is we're a reputable dispensary right we didn't just you know my cousin pete didn't do it from his mom's basement yeah that kind of thing so like there's been times where like one dispensary will be on this type of website platform like wix and they want to go to a wordpress website and they want a whole new upgraded website like in terms of design and structure and all that like that's that's pretty common. I, I think we'll get into that. But yeah, like those are all like solid use cases or scenarios, pardon me. And we've actually migrated a few websites. I say we, I haven't been involved in it. You know, on a technical level, I have not been involved in it. But I know that we have experience. We've done quite a few of them. Yeah. Um, and as prepared as you are to do it and as much work as you do prior to the migration, you will always run into some kind of issue because that's just the nature of the beast, I think. Yeah, like collateral damage, as we call it. Like there, there's always something. I mean, you can prep as much as you want and have, you know, your staging domain should be dialed in and everything and then your production and all that. But yeah, it's, it's something will come up. So just, just be aware of that. So I guess because I don't really get too heavily involved in it, when you know, okay, we're going to migrate this website, we're going to move it to to a new provider, we're going to whatever it is the reason behind it. Is there like 
Do you have like a checklist of things that like you have to do or like you should do or like are nice to do before you begin the migration? Is there things that you, when you are doing it with the developers that act like have to get done? Okay. In terms of the technical aspect of the website, not so much like how the website looks, which I'll get into in a second, but the, the technical aspect. So the, the website should be wireframed, should be... Okay, here's the homepage, here's the about page, here's the you know locations, you know, your your website structure should be sound, it should be in place, and that should be agreed upon with the dispensary that we work with. And then from there, you want to map the old website, like what your old website structure is. So like looking at the sitemap. Yeah. And then looking into the new sitemap, because what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to detour, it's called 301, detour some of the pages. So like this website. This page used to be this location. It's now this location and you want to preserve the link equity. And there's a process by doing that. So yes, to answer your question, there is a process. We could peel back the curtain. It's pretty boring, but it's just making sure that the pages are in similar spots from your old website to the new website. And if they're not, making sure that you're not losing any SEO juice and also pruning and cutting some of the old pages. Cause there's been times where like, we'll do a migration and like not half, but 30% is just shit. Like there's no traffic on there. So right. every single web page should make a case for itself and it's not providing any value, then just get rid of it. So yes, there, there is a process. So you know how like we run Screaming Frog and other analytics, which we've talked about before frequently is that something that you would have to do prior to the migration and then like immediately after the migration to make sure that say things like on page and off page linking and stuff hasn't been like messed up in the migration yeah so first thing first is what you want to do is have a staging domain so if your dispensary's website is www.dispensary.com your staging domain can literally be you can set this up through your host to your hosting provider www.staging.dispensary.com. And then all of the design and all of the, the, the new website will be on the staging domain. And for the time being during that development cycle, like all the coding and all the design and everything, yeah. your production live website just stays as is. And then everything <laughs> going on in the background happens on the staging domain. So it's exactly what it sounds like. And then from there, that's when you run the audits of like broken links and like missing meta tags and all of that. And then you clear everything out on the staging domain and yeah. some hosting providers like Bluehost, you can just do a one push, push one button and it migrates it for you. Obviously you want to monitor that, but clean everything up on the staging domain, yeah. migrate it, and then run that audit again on the production domain. And then just clean up, clean everything up because it okay. might miss like a blog or something else. But yeah, the answer is yes. But you clean that up before you hit the button to migrate. Yeah. So you yeah. take care of all of that. Okay. Yeah. So so you prepare as much as you possibly can. You take care of all of the stuff that you are able to do on the staging domain. So to somebody like me that, you know, you might have to explain like I'm five. If you do all of that and everything looks good on your staging domain, and then you hit the button to migrate. Give me some examples of what can go wrong from that point then. Once you hit that button, then you migrate. Yeah. So you can have like some plugins don't play nice together. They're called conflicts. Mm -hmm. You could have, assuming that your websites, if it's WordPress, your plugins are all updated, 
it should be before migration, latest version. So for example, if you're using like a dated page builder mm -hmm. and you migrate, maybe that new theme doesn't play well with this page builder. Well, that's a huge, huge problem. Actually, you should have known that before. I was about to ask you that. Yeah. Yeah, you should. Like that should be part of the process. You want the latest technology on your website. If you're getting a brand new website and you're investing in it, you should invest in the latest technology. So that really shouldn't be an issue. And you just want to make that process as simple and you want as less, as little fuckery as possible when doing this process, because it is an absolute pain in the ass if, if something pops up. But as far as what can go wrong, you can have conflicting plugins. You can have a database error. You can have the ones I've seen being like a database or like a page builder. And then it, it just takes more time than you anticipate. So instead of an hour, it can take, it's been a while, but we've migrated one that took like five hours and it was just absolutely terrible. It's like, you have to do this thing and then, oh, you got to back up and do this. Well, actually first, this is dependent on this. And you have to go back and you got to do, it's this whole thing. It was brutal. Good learning experience. It was just terrible. So without trying to like Monday morning quarterback it or like sound judgmental, what you're saying to me sound like things that had research and preparation been done before the migration, that these, these should have been either known issues that could have been resolved or you should have been aware that there was potential for that to happen. Is yes. that fair or is that not really fair? That's fair. That's correct. Okay. So most of the things, if not all of the things that can go wrong once you hit the migraine button can be avoided if due diligence is done on the before you hit that button. Correct. Hence why we're saying you can avoid these pitfalls. Most of them. Most of them. Most of them. That sometimes plugins just conflict with one another and then you just have to troubleshoot the plugins and that takes time. Sometimes you cannot see that coming. So what kind of person would you suggest that you would hire to project manage a migration? Like a developer? Yeah, a seasoned developer, an SEO person. And depending on how that seasoned developer is, you might need a project manager. Okay. So not yourself. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Casbox. No, no, I didn't mean you. I meant like the manager of the dispensary. Or oh, no, no, absolutely not. No, no. Like it, That's like, what I meant by not yourself. No, no. Hire, hire somebody with technical knowledge. And if, you know, if there's a database, then you have to get to like at the hosting level and the control panel. And it's this whole thing. So yes, hire somebody with deep expertise. Not your bud tender's cousin. No. You know. <laughs> no, absolutely not. not. Yeah, it needs to be somebody who really knows what they're doing and can also identify an issue and has the capacity to, you know, troubleshoot and fix issues. Yeah, and solve it. Yeah. So when I said not yourself, I also didn't mean you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Whatever, God, No, because I know that you're smart enough that if you don't know something, you, you're smart enough to go find somebody that knows the answer. Like, that's one thing you're really good at is putting your hands up and saying, I, I don't know this, like, but I know somebody who does, you know, and you are smart enough to go and find that person. There's a lot of people out there who are too stubborn and they won't do that. You are not that person. Luckily, we've got a very seasoned CTO that this dude can, holy yeah. smokes. Yeah he, yeah. he basically has to hold my hand. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, if you think about what you didn't know three years ago and what you know now. You know, there's a lot of things that you yeah. can, but we are not suggesting that every country owner go do that. Don't do it yourself. Yeah. 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 
So you talked briefly about how some migrations have taken an hour and some migrations have taken five hours. Is that like a reasonable span of like, oh, it could take this long? Like it's not, oh, it's going to take two weeks. It's a reasonable like, you know, if it's really problematic, it can take a few hours, but ideally it would take, you know, an hour or less. Okay. So if you're a dispensary, I would plan on an afternoon Okay, so we try and do it like late on Saturdays, like Saturdays, like 6 p.m. Mountain and after. Just when, when traffic is low, you know, when not that many people are shopping online. But yeah, put, plan for you know, a migration process of, say, five hours just to be safe. And I know this is a stupid question, but it's the only way that we learn. During this migrating process, the original website, it's down, correct? Like people cannot go buy things or go look at it online because it's not available? To a certain point, it's live. And then we have to think of it like, um, what are those kinds of puppets called that where you, you like pull the strings, there's like a hand above the puppet and it pulls the strings. I know what you mean. I didn't know there was a specific name for them, but I know what you mean. Okay. So up until... A certain point, everything is live, those strings yeah. work. And then at a certain point, when you have to pull them down, you have to cut the strings to the puppet. Mm-hmm. And then you have to, well, it's not even cutting the strings, it's just replacing the whole, the controller, the wires and the puppet. Then you go in and replace the controller, the strings and the puppet. So it's like you're, you're basically swapping it out. So to a point, your current, I guess, quote, old website is live. And then when you update everything, which take some time that's when it gets replaced that's when it's down that's when it's like you go to the website www.dispensary.com and it's it'll say something like site is currently under construction or you know like whatever away message there is that's when that pops up and ideally you want that away message there for the shortest amount of time possible yeah right okay and that's why you would do it at an hour that makes sense for the client based on historical data of you know yeah exactly Okay, so that doesn't seem too bad. Is there anything else that the dispensaries need to be aware of or look out for when migrating? Hire an expert, hire an expert, hire an expert, preferably a team so that different components of the migration don't get screwed up. Wireframe the old website, so put everything in a spreadsheet, as in www.dispensary.com slash about and then slash team and then slash Colorado slash Denver dispensaries, and then your shopping menu, and then have all of that wireframed and mapped out just in case, and then have your new website obviously mapped out. So you don't lose SEO juice or link equity, how you're going to lay it out on the new website so that it's done. So when you do redirects, you're telling the internet that, nope, this is the old page. Okay, here's the new location. And then you have to build a bridge to that new location, that new page. Uh, Another perhaps stupid question, but there is no such thing as a stupid question. When you migrate the one website to the other website, you keep your initial URL for the website, right? So www.abcdispensary.com, that does not change. Correct. So therefore, like your domain authority does not change. Correct. Okay. I know it seems like a dumb question, but you're talking about literally changing an entire website to a whole other. No, it's it's a huge process. That's why you shouldn't let your bud tender's cousin babysitter do it. Like this is a huge deal. I mean, they'd be cheap, but (laughs) yeah, you'll see what happens too. Website might never work again. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, and it's going to take even more to get it done. Then it's just more fuckery that goes on. It's brutal. Just just get experts to do it. 
Yeah. My husband always says he's an electrician. He always says like, if he goes into a house where the person has tried to do it themselves and they don't know what they've done and he has to undo it all, it's going to cost that person way more money than if they'd have just left it alone in the first place. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. Because yep. it's so much problem solving that you have to do to get back to the original situation. So yeah. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. So that's why we recommend that you definitely, and do your, do your research, you know, find out who their clients are, find out, what client they've migrated before and talk to them and get, you know, because nothing's more important than your website and your customers being able to make their purchases as smoothly as possible. So it's not something that you, you know, you want to mess around with. So you would get a recommendation on other things that you would do. So this should really be no different. Bring in the experts. Yes. Just let them do their thing. Yeah, for sure. And we are the experts. So, you know, We've done it once or twice. Yes. If you want to bring us in, that's fine. Yeah. Then you would get to talk to us, <laughs> which what could be more exciting than that? Well, I think. Okay. Well, I think we've covered it all. The gist of what we're saying is hire an expert. Don't do it yourself. Do your research and make sure that whoever you hire knows what they're doing and is ready, willing, and able to handle any issues that come when you migrate. Because there will be some, regardless of how much hard work you put in before you migrate. Yeah, something will happen. Yeah, just be prepped. Yeah, for sure. Cool, All cool. right. Well, that was episode 32. And we'll be back next week. Don't forget, you can find us on LinkedIn. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on YouTube. Please comment, like, subscribe, review. Because we've talked about how important reviews are for your website. So... We also would like reviews wherever you listen to your podcasts. Drop us a like. Let us know what you think. Yeah, we're almost at 100 followers on Instagram. Bam. So we're close. We're close, we're close, we're close. And we will see you, speak to you next week where we'll have episode number 33. Until then, have a great week. Peace. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the High Rankings Podcast, brought to you by Dispensary Growth, the preeminent SEO agency for dispensaries. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you found value in the insight and the tips we shared. If you did, please hit that subscribe button. And if you're feeling super generous, we would love it if you left us a review. If there's a specific topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, or if you have any questions, you can go ahead and find us on LinkedIn or YouTube. We'll see you next time.